Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. And hello again, everybody. My name is Stephen Julian. I am your slightly annoying host with me. Not as always, but definitely a little more often than normal is Amanda Pierch. Good morning, Stephen. How are you doing today? Spectacular. Today is a fantastic day. It is a wonderful day, partially because Mike is producing and he's letting us run the show. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, well, I know what's going to happen. We're going to have a great show because we've got two great guests. It's mm-hmm. not about us. It's about them. So happy to uh, welcome into the studio Jamie Weeks with Honors Holdings. They are a franchisee for Orange Theory Fitness and from Black Star Resumes. It is our pleasure to welcome Muhammad Sakna. But first, we're going to talk to Jamie Weeks with Honors Holdings. Jamie, welcome to the studio. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, pleasure to have you here. Honors Holdings, you are, uh, and uh, Amanda searched this on Google, you are the largest franchisee of Orange Theory Fitness. So tell us about Orange Theory Fitness and tell us about being a franchisee and, and uh, what you do with Orange Theory Fitness. Yeah, yeah, of course. So uh, Honors Holdings is a holding company we own. Um, right now, we have opened 71 studios worldwide from uh, Portland, Oregon, Boston, Massachusetts, South Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia, and and, um, we've got five studios in London as well. And so I got into um, uh, being a franchisee about six years ago where I just bought three licenses and and felt like that uh, health and wellness and fitness was going to continue this rise and becoming more and more of a staple in in, in people's everyday lives. And um, it's turned into kind of what it is now. And so, yeah, we are the largest franchisee. And Orange Theory Fitness is a one-hour workout that's cardio, really cardio-based with some strength training as well. Um, it's focused is as EPOC, which is burning calories after uh, you leave the workout for the next 36 hours. So you, it's, it's, it's proven results, getting your heart rate above 84% of its max threshold for 12 to 20 minutes a day. You create EPOC, and it burns more calories while you're not working out, which is something we all want to do, right? Increase that metabolic burn. And um, really, especially nowadays, focusing on the cardio and, and increasing that lung capacity is going to be a real big focus going forward. That's definitely one of my favorite parts about the class is uh, achieving my splat point. So for Steven or anybody that might be unfamiliar with splats, that's kind of like your measuring stick for your workout. And as Jamie mentioned, it's a interval training. So you want to get your heart rate above the 84% to reach that fat burning zone. So I always like to say whenever I leave a class and I go home and I sit on my couch and I eat potato chips, that I'm still burning calories. It's correct. You are. Very you, you absolutely are. Yes. So you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Amanda Pierce has said if you join an Orange Theory Fitness and you do it right, you can go home and eat all the potato chips you want. In because moderation. You'll be, okay. It's coupled you'll, with diet. I it's not magic. That, sorry. So I, yes. I misheard what you uh-huh. said there. The science is the science behind the workout, as I, Ellen, the founder, would say. I like it. I mm-hmm. like it. Um, so, uh, Jamie, talk about uh, Orange Theory Fitness for those people who've never been in. You've talked mm-hmm. about the workouts, mm-hmm. but what about the studios? What, what kind of sets uh, a uh, your Orange Theory Fitness Studios apart from other fitness studios people would walk into? Yeah, I mean, listen, there's 1,200 or- Orange Theories right now in the U.S. We've got 1,500 worldwide. 99% of them are going to be the same. I mean, outside the U.S., there's differences. In, in London, we have some studios that are five and 6,000 square feet where I've got 21, 24 showers in, oh, the, our, in our Wandsworth studio. Here in the U.S., there are about 3,200, 3,300 square feet, two or three showers, um, 24 people in a class typically. And, um, you know, listen, it's, it's, it's the greatest thing about Orange Theory that I think is it's, there's really no competition. 
there's no ego. It's for everybody. If you want to power walk, you can power walk. If you're a sprinter, you can sprint. You set your pace and you're going to your own heart and you're going at your own pace. I, to me, that was the most appealing thing about Orange Theory is that there's no intimidation factor. If I'm 70 years old and I know I need to get on a treadmill and start walking more, guess what? I'm going to do it. And I get to wear a heart rate monitor that's going to tell me how I'm doing. And it's me against myself and burning those splat points exactly as Amanda said. So to me, that's the most important thing about Orange Theory is, is the lack of intimidation factor and the sense of community. You're, you know, you go between both studios, Amanda, here in Atlanta, and that sense of community is what really sets us apart from you know, nothing against the big box gyms, but when you get 10,000 members and 70 treadmills, you don't talk to anybody, you wear your headset, you go in there, it's just a little different. Um, I think CrossFit has an amazing sense of community as well. I think they've done a great job, and honestly, we've done a lot of things to model after what they've done in the sense of community. The culture in your studios is um, par none. I can definitely tell, and not to speak illy of any other um, person that owns studios, but I can tell that they're your studios there are certain trademarks like for instance the cute little square sign that everybody puts a positive note on that's in all of your studios mm -hmm. people recognize me by name mm -hmm. it's the culture that keeps me coming back for more and just like you mentioned it's for all types of athleticism it can be from yeah. your mom your sister your brother your child i'm 18 or over and you can start at one pace and graduate to another i started as a jogger and now i'm a runner right so. yeah i appreciate you saying that you know uh uh, culture is has been my focus from day one in every business I've ever been a part of. Um, I'm a franchisee, a master franchisee for Dogtopia, the doggy daycares out in Portland, Oregon. Um, I own Hotbox Infrared Saunas here in Atlanta. I'm starting a concept called Stretch Society, which will be stretch classes. We'll open five of those in the next 90 days just here in Atlanta. So we've got some different things we're doing. And um, the, the culture that we've created, I, I'll tell you quickly, I, I worked in financial services and I worked for uh, uh, UBS Global Asset Management. I was the executive director for them. And I worked for a guy named Barry Mananak. And he created this culture there where it never felt like work. And it was always an open door policy. And no matter what someone's title was, I always felt that I could talk to that person. And when I decided to do this, I wanted to create the same thing. And so um, I think probably the best accolade, and I've, I've been very fortunate and 95% lucky, someone walked into our Greenville, South Carolina studio about two years ago and did a workout. They were cross-regional, and they came out to the front desk, and they said, is this Jamie Week studio? And they said, it is. And they said, I can tell it is. I can always tell a Jamie Week studio. And they called me and told me that. And i got to tell you, that's probably the best accolade I could ever get. Mm -hmm. And so cleanliness, knowing people's first names, creating that sense of community. I tell my team, we've got 900 employees. I tell my team all the time, you got to wake up every day and do what you can to care more about other people than you care about yourself. When you care only about yourself, I'm going to be honest with you, no one cares. When you care more about other people, you're not going to believe how many people are going to care about you. And so every day you got to wake up and do what you can to care more about other people. We're speaking with Jamie Weeks. He is the head of Honors Holdings. Uh, it, they are the uh, head... Largest. Largest. Sorry. Thank you for the. You're welcome. I got uh, you. Largest franchisee of Orange Theory Fitness. Uh, we thought we were going to talk about fitness, but we're talking about community, which mm -hmm. is part of fitness. We're yeah. talking about. Hashtag community uh, partners. Yeah. We're talking about uh, mindset. We're talking about working together. Um, obviously, uh, at the time of this recording of this uh, interview, we are in the midst of the pandemic and the reopening and, mm -hmm. and what's going to happen next and nobody knows and all that kind of stuff. Um, you, I was uh, semi-joking with you off the air, and, and uh, I'd like to kind of bring that up now. Uh, being in fitness centers, you know, there's a long-standing uh, theory, if I can use the word theory, uh, that, uh, hey, everybody joins a gym at the beginning of the year, and then by February or March, it starts to kind of, they stop coming. Uh, well, this year, they stopped coming because everybody had mm -hmm. to shut down. Mm -hmm. um, 
And I was kind of half joking, hey, how are you going to get them back? But you had a great answer to that. Well, there's a couple things. First, when I when we opened our first Orange Theory in 2014, and I say we, uh, um, honors, we would have a huge January, February, and March. About spring break in April, things would be about flat. May, kind of flat. Then June, we started seeing people kind of, hey, you know what? I'm going to the beach. I'm going to the mountains. I'm kind of going to like I'm doing whatever. The next year, we saw that in July. The next year... We saw that in August. Every year that I've been a part of this, the I'm going to call it the fall off, has happened later and later. And I think what people are realizing, people like Amanda and myself and all of us, that uh, fitness is not seasonal. And coming out of this pandemic, if you are not realizing that fitness is not seasonal, there is no time more than now to realize this is a part of life and this is going to help you live longer and it's got to be one hour staple of your day every single day. And I'm going to tell you, I don't care what you do. I don't care if it's just going out and walking in the park. I don't, you've got to find a way to increase your heart. You've got to find a way to increase your lung capacity. You've got to find a way to burn some calories and get outside and get that vitamin D and do different things or get inside Orange Theory and get into a big box. You've got to do something. Um, when you look at the cohorts that are passing away from this awful virus, you're finding that the number of obese and the number of people that are having lung issues, it's a very high percentage. And so what we're seeing as we're reopening studios, on Monday we opened four in Tennessee, Chattanooga, Cleveland, Tennessee, three in Chattanooga and Cleveland, Tennessee. Um, we were expecting a fall off. Obviously, I can't go through numbers right now, but it was nowhere near what we thought it was. We were signing up new members before we opened. So we're opening Georgia uh, and South Carolina on Sunday and Monday. Sunday, because we just want to kind of, you know, baby step our way into it, although we're, we're more than prepared. Um, and we're not seeing the fall off numbers that we thought we would see. We're, we're, we're barely seeing any. And we are getting phone calls of people that want to join who are people that I, I don't know this, who are people that I think have been part of this in the last 60 days, like all of us, and said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I got to find a way to work out. I got to find a way to get in shape. And so we've seen this unbelievable rise in fitness over the last 10 or 12 years. I have a feeling when we come out of this, and once things kind of really settle, there's either a vaccine or whatever it is, you're going to see health and wellness and fitness absolutely take off. Um, I hashtag just, I, more life. Hashtag more life. And so my focus from a business standpoint, I'll say this and I'll stop because I already feel like I've talked too much. <laughs> um, you know, so I have Honors Holdings, which is Orange Theory, but also have Legacy Franchise Partners, which is my personal family office. That is Dogtopia. That is Hotbox Infrared Saunas, which is pa killing pathogens at 140 degrees. You're in a, in a suite by yourself getting rid of all the toxins. Stretch Society is something no one does enough of. No one says I stretch all the time. It doesn't happen. And uh, I have a farm in Rootville, Georgia, just outside of Carrollton, where I'm growing hydroponic lettuce and hydroponic basil. And we're turning uh, 11,000 head of lettuce every two weeks, and I'm giving it away to the community. And wow. I've been giving it away for about the last three or four months. Um, there are going to be more people focused on health and wellness over the next 20 years. I've got an 11-year-old and a 13-year-old daughter. I've got two daughters that are 11 and 13. They are focused on fitness at 13 years old. When I was 13, that was the least of my concerns, right? I remember growing up, my dad, a workout to my dad was pushing the lawnmower with a Miller Lite attached to the push mower, <laughs> right? That was his workout. Yeah. That was a Saturday. Take a shirt off, sweat. Whew, that was a hard workout. Now, my 13-year-old's running and doing all this stuff and wanting to take Orange Theory, so this mentality of health and wellness is not stopping anytime soon. 
That's exciting. I wanted to kind of bring it back really quickly um, with your growth projection. You mentioned that you're taking on new members, and I do have to just applaud you as a member when this whole pandemic started. You guys were really in front of the whole billing side. Of course, everyone's question was, oh my gosh, I have um, you know automatic withdrawal. Is it going to still come out? No. The studio put a start. You guys implemented a stop payment, so they weren't continuing to suck funds out of our account in this you know desperate time. In addition, they remained in communication with us all which is paramount because i'm a part of other affiliations with memberships that just went ghost with signs on the door but they're still taking my money horrible customer experience mm -hmm. so you really put your foot in the door to to retain the members that you already mm -hmm. have and in addition acquire more so i tip my hat to you because that experience has been phenomenal and they've actually reached out to me for pre-bookings and i'm all pre-booked for next week i bet so that is an approach that is unique to i think them and i think that really will afford them um, great success in the future. Well, I appreciate that. You know, it's, um, uh, boy, when it happened, um, I think for all of us, we, none of us were expecting it like this and, and, and so quickly. So we were fortunate that we made that decision. Right now we've got about 65,000 members in my studios. So we stopped the billing immediately, um, immediately worked with corporate to do online classes, which they've been unbelievable. Um, I think it's now more than 8 million views on our online classes over the last 60 days, which is just amazing. And we've been fortunate where I've been able to pay our employees during this time as well. And so uh, we've continued to do that. That was a, uh, um, I've got a board member that's um, a very experienced man who uh, immediately said, listen, you're going to, I said, I want to keep paying people. He goes, well, you want to do that out of your heart, which I agree with. I want to keep paying people because it's going to be really hard at the end of this to get people off unemployment. And we have a bit of a civic duty not to put people on unemployment. Yeah. Good for and you. so what we've got to do is we've got to do what's right for our people and our teams and kind of go from there. And so we've had no issues with that. Um, we've been talking about health. Let me ask you a business question. Mm -hmm. uh, last one before we wrap up. So Amanda's talking about these decisions that she's benefited or she's seen as a, as a client without going into a full, uh, full blown doctoral thesis on it. How do you guys, how, how would you attribute those decisions that you made? Uh, they can't all be just from your brain. Talk about your team. Talk about how you guys, yeah. What was it like? Uh, you know, how do you guys come to the decisions you do? What what, what does it look like? And, and give some advice to the fellow business owner. Yeah. So, no, definitely not coming out of my brain. Um, I mean, I, I've always said I said not all. I, I, I've, I've it, always been right? very clear that my success is truly out of default. <laughs> it has nothing to do with me. It's just other people just aren't showing up. Um, uh, listen, I think it goes back to the very beginning of the conversation about culture. I, I want to sleep well at night. And I've been very fortunate. We've done very well, and I've been very fortunate. So I, it affords me the ability to say, I'm going to keep paying people. We're going to take care of people and things like that. Um, my partner, Prospect Hill Growth Partners, I've got four board members that are extremely experienced, and they trust me with the business. And, and, and a couple of them become really close friends of mine over the last you know two and a half years. And um, at the very beginning of this, we just said, listen, we're going to lay out a plan. We have a business here that makes sense that is not going away anytime soon. Orange Theory is not going away. Fitness is not going away. So we've got to manage 60, 90 days. And so whether it's working with landlords, which which has been uh, it, with some landlords amazing and some landlords very difficult, uh, whether it's, um, you know, working with members and work with employees and things like that, you know, I've got to have the member mentality at all times. I'm still a member. My wife is still a member. We still pay for our memberships at the East Cobb studio. Still pay for the memberships. I still book classes just like anyone else. I still, I'm on the wait list just like anyone else, right? 
Um, if I have that member mentality at all times and I realize that at all times I work for my employees and I've got to keep them happy, they in turn will keep the members happy, I'm going to win every time. But listen, if I go in there with a stupid, greedy attitude that I'm the boss and it, it's just, it's complete BS. It's just, you can't, you can't go about it like that. Yeah. It's not the way to do it. Mark Cuban talked yesterday about a compassion culture and I would never defined it, but he's exactly right. Compassion culture is exactly what we have to have in business. And so my advice would be find a way to make yourself a compassion, building a compassion culture. If you do that, you're going to win every time. Jamie, I'd like you to, uh, for those people who uh, need to join an Orange Theory Fitness uh, and also any of your other, uh, yeah, you've yeah, talked about them, uh, feel free to give anybody any contact information you want. I'm going to step out of the way. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, it, I would say to focus on Orange Theory, um, uh, we've got, I think, 44 now in Georgia. Um, they're all over town. I mean, Amanda could probably tell you there's one every six miles. And uh, we've got four more opening here pretty soon, South Buckhead, Shambly, and a couple others that I don't even know are on the list right now. So it's easy to search. It's easy to find. Go to the website. Uh, first class is free. I'm even willing to bet they'll probably give you two classes for free if you want. So uh, check those out for sure. When you're a member at one, you're a member at all. So that's the awesome Correct. part. When you travel, you can still go burn. When you're in a different neck of the woods, you can still go burn. So that's, that's part of the appeal for so me. So I should have let you do the who do they contact and reach out right rather than jamie no i think oh, okay. you would be best suited to get that information but i am going to take this opportunity to give a shout out to some of jamie's staff members at my favorite studios because it. i know they're listening live so i'd like to thank mr john connor Jalen, landon tyler and sherry at duluth for tuning in and at webgen aaron charnay thomas and carlos let me tell you something charnay is girl. probably one of my favorite people of all time we go way back, actually. I used yeah. to burn with her in Peachtree City probably three or four years ago. She's the best. Yes. She's, she's the so best. so motivational. Yeah. They're all great. They're all great. But Charnay's, Charnay's got that special it factor. It. Yep. Thank you for joining us today, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, Jamie. Uh, Amanda, before we get to our next guest, I have two things that I need to do. The first thing is uh, our wonderful producer, Mike, has, uh, has a running joke that uh, he, he struggles sometimes with names, right? He does. Yeah. He slaughters them. So... But I would rather have that than struggle with what I did. I think I started the show and didn't tell anybody really what we are or where we are. Oh, I want to remind everybody that this is Gwinnett Business Radio, and we come to you live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios inside the beautiful Sinest Atlanta Gwinnett Place Hotel. Should have said that at the beginning of the show. It's okay. I still love you, Stephen. Oh. And you know what else? What? What What else makes love? love? Love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Get big savings and enjoy their hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett where people sell cars. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com and join their family today come in and see the difference or maybe you're like mike you're already a subaruist then follow subaru of gwinnett's facebook page for the latest subaru offers news and community events that was a great segue it was let's show a little bit more love if you'd like to make an appointment to see a vehicle they're taking appointments safely and also you can take virtual tours online not only that if you have a subaru their service center is top notch it's great make sure and visit subaruofgwinnett.com that was a, that was a great segment mike doesn't like it when i try to do that and i'll try to do a little that was pivot. great though that was great though all right so we do want to pivot to our second guest uh we are thrilled to welcome into the studio uh muhammad sakna with black star resumes muhammad welcome to the studio thank you for having me yeah glad to be here yeah absolutely black star resumes uh, I think your business has something to do about resumes, but I would do a horrible job describing it. Why don't you tell us what your business is all about? Well, pretty simple. My business is about helping professionals develop their personal brands with their resumes, or what I like to call them career documents. So the resume, the cover letter, and the LinkedIn profile, which is, in, which is a very important profile to have now more than ever.
so we were talking about this off air. And so I'm glad you mentioned it's resumes, it's LinkedIn, it's kind of your, your professional brand. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, so I'm going to give away my age. Uh, when I first got into the professional community, got out of college, it was all about the resume. That was the number one thing. There were books all over the place. Learn how to write your resume. I was, I think I've been misinformed because I've begun to think that in the age of social media, in the age of online, personal websites, all that kind of stuff, that eh, the resume, eh, I don't know how important that is. It is still an important link, and there's a lot of other links in that chain. So mm-hmm. what are, uh, talk a little bit about how, why the resume is still very important. It's still very important because it's a, still a part of your brand as a professional. Um, it's one tool. Now, the cover letter and the LinkedIn profile, these all coincide together. So your resume, your resume is a typically, for most people, one to two page document, just highlighting your personal brand, which is who you, who you are and uh, what you stand for. So that's your personal brand, just to make it clear who you are and what you stand for as a person and as a professional. So that's very important that you understand that now especially during this time, during this pandemic, and with all these people being unemployed, now you have more competition. So more competition, uh, There's more. there are jobs out there, despite what's going on, there's jobs out there. My resume, actually, Muhammad had the, the creativity to help revamp for me. Mm-hmm. So one thing I'd like to chat about really quickly is during his consultation, he uses a little bit of psychology behind that, which was unbeknownst to me during the process until he sent me the draft of my resume and it had all these vibrant colors. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I don't really like red too much. Sorry, UGA. Um, But because of the impression, as you can all see here with me and my enthusiasm, the colors that spoke to him during our consultation were red, orange, and yellow, as in fiery and go-getter. And that's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. However, that's not what I wanted to actually portray on my resume. I wanted a little something more cool, calm, and collected. Mm -hmm. So we went with the blues. Mm -hmm. But I will have to say for his creative spin that he puts on it, he really makes the document jump out at you. I've seen a million resumes. I've created a million resumes in my lifetime, and this one is par none the best. So, uh, Muhammad, you are a certified resume writer. Yes. What What does that entail? What is certified? And 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 you know, in in my industry, I'm an independent financial advisor. You know, you, you have certifications, the letters, and things like that. You mm-hmm. can't you can't uh, portray yourself uh, in a false manner. Are there people out there who might be using fake letters or say they're certified and really not? Kind of talk about becoming a certified uh, resume writer. Oh, simple. When, when you're a certified resume writer, you're articulating to people that you went through some sort of training or some sort of test to verify your actual experience and your actual knowledge in resume writing. So typically, <coughs> for me, I had to take a test. So I had to actually create a resume from scratch Uh, using the information that was provided to me, using industry best practices in order to create this fictional resume. And I actually had to explain why I implemented certain techniques. So every resume writing organization kind of has a different practice. The one I took, I had to actually create a resume. Some people have to take a written test and create a resume. It just depends on which organization you're with. And, um, in my industry, yes, it, it's a sad thing, but there are people out there who say that they are certified when they're not. 
The good thing about that, though, is when someone says that they're certified, you can actually go to the organizational website. For example, I'm certified under the Professional Association of Resume Writers and Career Coaches. You go to that website, you can go to find a writer. You can type in my name, my information pops up. Perfect. Yeah, so cool. so people should research the, the people that we're working with. Absolutely. Um, you've got to have some success stories. You, you've got to have some, uh, you know, you're a resume writer, so you're a writer. So I'm going to ask you to paint a picture, paint a word picture. You have to do it verbally, though, because I mean, <laughs> well, if you write on the podcast, it won't really work. So uh, you got to tell me a story of some success, somebody who came to you and what you were able to help them uh, achieve through their resume. Well, Amanda is one. But um, actually, I think uh, one of your guests that you had here, uh, Nicole Love Hendrickson. Yes, I, I like to say that you help a lot of civic leaders out with their mm -hmm. resumes. I've done her resume. Um, let's see. You put that any? nice polish on it. Talk about your um, what you just did with the young professionals. We're both um, active participants in young professionals, and he just hosted a uh, what was it a webinar yes i hosted a webinar for gwinnett young professionals i believe that was last week mm -hmm. um it was just going on going over the common mistakes that i see on every resume that i've seen over the years it's the same mistakes and i get it because people just aren't aware of best practices of resume writing because most people they are they're an expert in their experience but when it comes to packaging it, they don't know how to do it. That's where I come in, because I know how to package it. You're the expert in your experience. I know how to package it, and that's it's a team effort. Mm. So I take your experience. I tell you what you need versus what you want in there. We get we get the 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 needs in, the wants out, and then we create a beautiful document. And let's go beyond the resume for just a second. Um, apart from the resume, obviously the LinkedIn profile is something you're going to help with. Mm -hmm. um, anything else? That, and I think you might have said it at the beginning of the interview, and I didn't write it fast enough. So what are some of the ancillary things beyond the resume that you can help somebody with? Uh, one of the main things with the resume, uh, you want to really identify who you are and what you stand for, which is your personal branding statement. Uh, with your personal branding statement, it's just a short statement that um, I discovered a few years ago. What you want to do is you want to figure out you want to figure out who am I? How can I help whoever my target audience is? So, for example, I help job seekers by developing strong career documents that leads them to more interviews. That's just a basic mission statement, statement. Mm -hmm. yeah basic mission statement and from there you want to break it down even further Two it's like a tagline so it's like seven words or less um and that's just going to really help you throughout the document as i'm reading it i go oh okay this is who this person is and the document actually speaks to that mm -hmm. and that's why you want to have that personal branding statement at the very top of your resume what just speaking from experience um he sends you a kind of i don't know what is it a uh, a questionnaire type mm -hmm. thing to learn more about you, learn more about your interests, learn more about your achievements, learn more about any awards, accolades, or anything like that. Mm -hmm. What he did was just really crafty was he pulled a recommendation from my LinkedIn and put it front and center. Big, bold quotations. Mm -hmm. And it was just 
popped right out at you. So that's the first thing that somebody reads is a positive remark from one of my peers or clients um, that was just, you know, front and center. Mm -hmm. So I think all the great links that he goes through to kind of unpack who you are really speak to his um, his commitment to his profession. I like it. Um, how long does this process take? Uh, typical. Uh, typical client that I would get, it would take about a week. Okay. And at least one kind of in-depth conversation and maybe some, some ancillary secondary conversations to mm -hmm. have. I like it. Um, so, uh, Mohammed Sakna with, uh, black star resumes, uh, for those people who want to, uh, get their professional, uh, personal brand developed, mm -hmm. uh, and start to help their career. And I loved on your, uh, purpose statement, you know, career documents that lead to more and better interviews. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I, that's a great yeah, tagline. <laughs> yeah. that, that is a very achievable goal that you can help them do that. How do they get in touch with you? Uh, you can contact me on LinkedIn, Mohammed Sukna. That's M-U-H-A-M-M-E-D, Sukna, S-O-K-H-N-A. Or you can contact me on Instagram or Facebook at Black Star Resumes. Fantastic. I had a question for you before we wrap up, just to debunk a myth. I was mm -hmm. told pretty much my whole entire career life that you should really deduce your resume to one page. Is that a myth or is that, am I going to be overlooked by an employer because I have a two page resume or is that something that's just a myth? That is a myth. Okay. <laughs> your, your resume. My three pages are good. <laughs> your, I'm just kidding. The most common, <laughs> most people need a one to two page resume. Now the three page resumes, you usually see that with senior level professionals and up. So, you know, directors, you know, VPs, uh, C-suite people. Those are the people that have three page resumes. Okay. Most people need one to two. One to two. And most college students have one to two, but that doesn't mean that if you're a college student and you have a two page resume, that's a bad thing. Right. If you're a college student and you have a lot of internship experience and it's two pages, that's fine. Very cool. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Resumes might have been the precursor to websites. You got to kind of attract their attention in the first 15 first seconds. Got to grab seven them. Seven seconds, mm -hmm. eight seconds, whatever, or they're gone. Mohammed, thank you so much for being on, on the show today. Thank you. Amanda, apparently this show was Amanda's experiences with great business leaders. Hey, you know I'm well connected. You have, you have somebody who's helping with your fitness and you have somebody who helped with your resume. Yes. So what, what can we expect next week? You'll cooking, have to tune in to with, see. Cooking with Amanda? No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I uh, want to uh, remind everybody that uh, Gwinnett Business Radio does come to you from the businessradiox.com website. Uh, go to businessradiox.com. You can check out all of our studios. Of course, we really like it when you check out our Gwinnett studio. Not only is our website fantastic, but our show, Gwinnett Business Radio, is on every single podcasting platform you can think of. If you've thought of it or you've checked out a podcast, it's there. It's there. And if it's, we have a challenge running right mm -hmm. tell everybody about the challenge amanda steven and i will do our age and burpees if you can find a platform that we do not <laughs> appear on no the uh, no 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 that's not that's for you not for me they that, never take what, me up on the burpee challenge jamie what, come on what i'll ch what i'll tell them is if they find a podcasting platform that we're not on let us know and we'll get on that platform well get on there yeah absolutely uh also i'm, I'm gonna leave the social media to you because that is your forte i know that from your professional branded document tell everybody about following us on social media thank you please stay connected with us um, on social media at Gwinnett Radio X. And if you have not already hit that subscribe button, please do so. Like, rate, and review. 
Fantastic. We're so glad to, uh, we had our guests in the studio. We, If you are a business owner and you want to amplify the voice of your business, you need to reach out to us, specifically Amanda, because she is the director of business development. And we'll tell you how you can amplify your business through Business Radio X. So for our guests, for Mike, the producer, and for Amanda, this is Stephen Julian saying we'll catch you next time on Gwinnett Business Radio. Uh, 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 uh.